Hello, welcome to your double dose of Dabria. I'm your host, Dabria Carapita Parker, and I am excited for today's episode. We are doing things a little bit different. It's actually my birthday week. So celebrating 24 full years on this earth, going into my 25th year, a quarter century. Wow. Sometimes it feels like I have lived double that in my life. And sometimes it feels like I'm still so young and learning so many things and growing in so many areas. And so I thought for today's episode, hey, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I definitely feel like this past year has flown by, and yet it also feels like a lot has gotten crammed into this year. So 2023 coming to a close here, and I thought, hey, what better way to kind of celebrate and go into the new year than to recap in honor of my 25th birthday, 25 things that I have learned in my life, not necessarily just this year, but just 25 life lessons or perspective shifts that have happened. And so we're going to do a little bit of a rapid fire for today's episode. I have a list that I've compiled of 25 lessons that I've learned, I've grown in, God has shown me, and I'm just going to rapid fire share. So it's going to be basically like a minute each, maybe even less. But here's the thing. If there is any specific Uh, lesson that really strikes your fancy or kind of hits you and you're kind of surprised or shocked or you want to know more about, here is what you can do. You can send me an email, yourdoubledose at gmail.com and let me know what hit you the most, what you want to hear more about. And then in 2024, maybe I will delve deeper into whichever one you want to hear more about. But for today, it's going to be different. It's going to be fun. And I just hope that you are blessed and encouraged by today's episode. 25 years on earth. So this is your double dose of 25 life lessons that I have learned. Starting off with number one, our God is a limitless God, but sometimes we box him in with the words we confess and the things that we constantly dwell on. I will never forget as a young girl of seven or eight years old, hearing uh, my mom give me the reminder when I was praying and she listened in and said, hey, Dabria, it's awesome that you're praying. God loves it when you pray, but I just want to remind you not to box God in with the way that you pray because God's ways are always better and bigger and higher. Moving on to number two, in a healthy life, there is always room for more growth. I feel like there is such a stereotype that we get to a certain age, a certain grade, a certain place or position in life, and we feel like that's it. We've arrived, we're there, and I'm finding the opposite. There are goals that I've achieved uh, by this age that I'm like, wow, I am just opening up the, the can of growth and learning in this area or another area in my life opens up and there's more to grow in. Number three, God can reawaken dreams that you thought were dead and he can also give you back them in new and reshaped ways. I would just challenge you in that area um, that the dreams that you think are dead or got murdered or you're just done with because you've just been waiting for so long. I just want to challenge you. God can do with them more than we could think or imagine. Number four, surrender is hard at first, 
but truly freeing once you are surrendered. There are so many areas in my life that I've felt like, hey, I have a good handle on it. And as time has gone by, God has shown me that actually I've been holding on to something way too tightly and I have to surrender it to him. Man, the things that I have seen God has been able to do just blows my mind. Number five, find your community and invest in it with whole heart all the way in fully willing to be vulnerable. Now, I'm not saying just go out and start sharing your life story with everyone you come across or even anyone you meet in church. You do have to apply wisdom and um, knowledge, you know, in this area. But once you do find that one or even two people that you really feel like you can just share your heart, I would just encourage you to let go of the fear of trusting and Trust me, I have been there so many times, but truly invest because there are places in your life that God wants to sow into with that person. God wants to bless you and you be a blessing to them. And it does take trusting and it does take investing, but it is so, so important and beautiful and valuable. This next one is a tough one and a challenge, but it's my favorite quote from season two, episode two of your double dose. And it's, you can't defeat the demons you enjoy playing with. I'm going to say that one more time. You can't defeat the demons you enjoy playing with. If you are looking for true change in your life, you have to be able to honestly and truly examine what you are willing to sacrifice in the flesh in order to make room for the supernatural to flow and to grow. Next one, the power of adjusting your mindset. As I shared in the Royal Wedding episodes before this one, something powerful happened in my life once I shifted my perspective and took the focus off of me having to do the work. And instead, I was resting in that place of God's promises and provision by faith. I didn't get it perfect the whole time, but something powerful truly happened when I adjusted my mindset. And so that leads me to number eight. Gratitude is one of the strongest antidotes to negative thinking. And it is vital in shifting your perspective from things on earth to things above. Number nine is really personal for me. You can change as a person. Your mold isn't set in permanent stone. The only thing that is unchanging is your identity through Christ, the infallible promises that he states in his words. I think it is so easy to grab onto stereotypes, even the stereotypes that you've set for yourself or have had other people speak over you. And this does a disservice to the beautiful growth and evolving change that can take place in our lives season to season. So take heart. You can change. Number 10, there is a sense of wonder that we have as young kids that I feel has to be stirred up again as we get older and something powerful happens when we do. If you are anything like me, I'm a very nostalgic person and I often find myself thinking back to my different mindsets or different experiences as I was a young girl or a teenager or a young adult. And I think that there is a wonder that we can lose, but we can also cultivate again when we get older. Number 11, worship really does change the atmosphere. I could go into the science behind it. Instead, I'm going to have to leave you with that homework. This is one of the biggest reasons I feel so honored to be a part of a Christian network of stations because I truly believe in God's Air Force. And I just challenge you that if you are going through 
tough situations or if you feel like your life is actually pretty good at this moment to put on worship. We're supposed to sing when we're on the mountain and we're also supposed to sing when we're in the valley. And I've just noticed such a difference in the atmosphere of my home when worship is front and center. Number 12, communication, communication, communication. As my mom always said, growing up, you have to say it three times because that's communication. Communication is tough and it is hard, but it is so valuable. And it's something that I think all of us should cultivate every single moment of every single day. We aren't supposed to be mind readers. We are supposed to be people lovers and we are supposed to communicate uh, the love of Christ. And so it's a hard challenge. I don't know if you are anything like me growing up, but we had some tough moments of not communicating and problems that arose from that or communicating wrong. But in the end, when we really sat down and and discussed those things and, and what was on our heart and what we were thinking and communicated, there is such a beauty and a grace there. So communicate. Number 13, and this comes from having been born and raised in a Christian home, going to church all my life, but the love of Jesus isn't a cliche. It's truly life-changing. I've been witness to it myself, and I've heard so many amazing stories of people touched by Jesus and walking away completely changed. The thing is, is if you have an encounter in Jesus with Jesus, you will never be the same again. And so I just want to encourage you. Jesus loves you, and that isn't a cliche. It is a very real thing. Number 14, the thing you're most scared of doing is probably what holds the most power for change in your life. Growing up, I had a personal mantra that if I was scared of something or scared of doing something, then I had to do it because I truly believed that fear could not hold power over me. Sometimes this has kicked me in the butt because there are things as an adult that I'm still a little bit nervous about doing, but I just remind myself of 16-year-old Dabria and her mantra, and I realize that as it says in the word, perfect love drives out fear. Truly, there is something powerful that happens when you push past that fear and say, you don't own me, you don't have power over me, by Christ, I can do all things. Number 15 is a tough one, but being self-aware and being self-centered are two different things. The best thing we can do is not be self-centered, not be other people focused, but be God pleasers. As it says in Colossians 3, set your mind on things above, not on things on this earth. Number 16, the peace of God passes all understanding means that it will genuinely not make sense at times. But regardless of the outer circumstances, you will feel that peace deep down. I could write a book about how many times in my life I felt God lead me to do something or move in a direction that made zero sense by the world's standards. And yet my life has been a testimony to the fact that when you listen to that peace and you let the peace of Jesus be your guide, you're going to end up taking routes that you never would have taken for yourself. And you will be led down roads and uh, a journey that you couldn't have prepared or pre-planned for yourself, but it is better. 
It is better than what you would have planned for yourself. And there are so many really cool opportunities that I have had simply because I listened to that piece of God, which honestly, it passed any understanding in my human mind. But here we are. And I'm still growing and there are still so many cool things I know on this journey. I just have to trust and be led by that piece. Number 17, one thing that I have learned, especially in these past few years, is just how grateful I am to have had my parents' support and their example in faith growing up. I think I can attribute a large number of the steps that I took by faith as a young person to having their lessons instilled in me growing up. Now, there comes a point in every child's life, especially if you were born and raised into a Christian household or raised in the church, there comes a point where you have to make that decision to live by faith, to live for God on the back of your own faith, not your parents. But there is something so powerful about having your parents' support and their encouragement and their guidance as you're a child growing up and you're learning those lessons. And so I'm just so grateful that my parents were the one who first told me, I remember as a young girl, I was in grade eight, and my parents said, Dabria, we don't want you to go into a career that is for the money or for the pension. We want you to go where God calls you because where God calls you, there is grace. And where there is grace, there is provision. And this next one, number 18, is one that's really near and dear to my heart. I think that there are a lot of jokes about, you know, girls growing up to be their mothers. But I've really come to realize in this past year, the more that I get told that I look like my mom or, you know, I remind people of my mom, the more honored I feel. You know, I know a lot of my mom's story. Some people only know some, but my mom went through so many things and came through it with strength and with resilience. And she has surrendered her family to God and she has done the best she can every step of the way. And so when people tell me that, you know, I remind them of my mom, like I just feel such an overwhelming love and and pride in my heart for my mom because I know that she is a huge factor into raising me to be the woman that I am today. And I can't leave my dad out. Number 19 is the lesson I've learned is that a father's love on earth really can be a mirror of the heavenly father's love. And I know that not every child gets to experience this, but I am very grateful that my dad gave me the example of what I should look for in a man and how to be truly loved um, with that kind of self-sacrificing Christ-like love that we're taught to look for. And so To sum it up, I'm just so thankful for my mom and my dad. We had rough moments growing up, as every single family does, but I am so beyond grateful that at the end of the day, I knew that I had a family, I had a safe place, I had a home I could go to, and I'm just so proud of my family. Uh, I just have a real um, honor in my heart for them, how we've grown through so many different seasons, and I have seen redemption. Man, I have seen redemption. And that is what leads me to number 20 on my list. When God restores, he redeems beyond what you could have imagined. If you are familiar with my story, 
you know that the enemy stole a lot from me. There was a lot of heartbreak and brokenness, and I've been on this journey of healing. And if you followed along with my journey, you also know that God has redeemed it beyond my wildest dreams. There are moments of literal full circle redemption, and there are also moments of like complete redemption in ways I never could have dreamed or imagined or asked for. And that leads me to number 21. Uh, Take credit for the hard work that you put in. I think that there is sometimes a false sense of pride that as Christians we can practice or verbalize. And it's kind of the stereotype, right? When we say, oh, only by the grace of God. And don't get me wrong, it is truly only by the grace of God. But I think that's where we sometimes get superficial sympathy or superficial um, you know, celebration with other people when we just say, well, it's only because of God or you're here because of God. And it's like, no. It is God, but we are partnering with God. It is the things that we choose to dwell on, the things that we choose to confess of our lives. It is us choosing to reach out and invest in community and reaping those rewards. It's working with God in tandem. It's letting his grace flow. There have been so many moments in the past where I could have given up, and I know you have been there before. So many situations where you have felt knocked down, the breath has been stolen from your lungs and you're in that place in that position where you say okay I either embrace this brokenness and I am the victim and most likely you were the victim or I say okay God I can only do this by you but I am going to put one foot forward I am going to put a worship song on I am going to reach out to that friend but I am going to choose to stand firm and let the joy of the Lord be my strength despite the circumstances so take credit for the work that you put in it is by the grace of God but God works in partnership with us and I just think it's wrong to come at it from a place of false humility and just say that God did all the work here's the thing God was doing the redeeming work but you still have to choose We are not puppets, right? We are not marionettes on strings. You still get to choose. And this is really shifting your mindset out of being a victim or out of, well, I'll just sit back and let God do everything. No, God wants to partner with you. And it is so beautiful to say, hey, I was in a low place and it is all of these other factors that have helped bring me to where I am today. But part of that and one of those factors was that I decided I woke up and said, get behind me, Satan. You have no power here. I'm a child of God. And then you let God's grace flow. And as you can see, I'm really passionate about this because I think it is time that we are honest and that we are open and that we really like lean into the strength and the grace provided to us as children of God. All right, moving on to number 22. And I feel like I'm going to sound like a millennial, but social media can be a force for good and also the biggest time waster. Personally, I have seen great things come of social media, especially for families who are, you know, they're separated from long distances, and it's a great place to share and to spread good things. But also, I think that it is such a sinkhole for our time and really something that God has been putting on my own heart. And you know what? I've had different thoughts of this like growing up as I came into the area era of social media but really just the importance of 
practicing self-control and knowing what has your heart because it can be so easy for it to become an idol and for it to just become something that you mindlessly scroll. And so I just challenge you as I have been challenged to ask yourself where social media falls on the scale in your life. Number 23, real love is hard work, tough talks, being uncomfortable, and being vulnerable. And I mean this not just in a romantic way of real love, but I think that we have sometimes this idealized version of seeing other people's relationships, especially play out on social media, or you see their friend groups, and it all looks all cozy and fun and carefree. But real deep relationships are a lot of work. Now, they are worth it. And I have been honored to experience, you know, with my husband, Benjamin, I've been able to experience that kind of real love where you know that person isn't going anywhere. They are there through the ups and through the downs. And as you're healing and as you're, uh, you know, rewriting limbic memories from trauma, and it is a beautiful thing. But I think we can't negate the fact that it is hard work to have endearing friendships and endearing relationships. And you just have to be willing to put in that work. All right, number 24 chapters in our life can come to a close, but one door closing can mean many others opening. I find it a little ironic and funny that growing up, I didn't really like change. I liked, you know, to to find the rhythm and the routine. I used to joke that I like being given like the outer lines and then the freedom to scribble inside of those lines. And then as you grow older, you realize that life really is like there are no lines and there are, I mean, there are societal expectations and there are lines that other people might make for you. But with God, there really are no lines. Like there are so many different uh, routes that I've taken in life and different chapters that have closed that I never expected would close. But then other doors have opened. And I think that that is beautiful. And the sooner that I can change my mindset to welcome um, closed doors then I can be willing and have a soft heart for new doors to open and then allowing allowing that flexibility, you know, for God to change our perception of what we expect. I mean, being real with you guys and you have followed me along this journey, I never planned to get married again within the time frame that I did. That was not something on my own docket of my life. But there was God's peace that didn't make sense. And there were a lot of support and love from the people very close to me that I trusted their insight. And so I think we need to become comfortable with new doors being opened in our lives. And can you believe it? We are now at number 25. And this is a lesson that has taken a lot of years for me to become, you know, adept in. But it's this. Be a good steward of your time, your energy, your resources, but then allow space for kingdom multiplication, redemption, and Holy Spirit direction. As it says in Proverbs 16:9, a man's heart plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. 
Now, I don't know about you, but I don't ever want to get so stuck on my own plans, my own ideas, my own perceptions that I don't leave room for Holy Spirit to come in and change my heart. It is amazing how in one moment, the Holy Spirit, if you are surrendered, can truly change your perception of a situation. He can drop a word in your spirit and can have you thinking totally different in a way you never could have expected for yourself. And on that note, I have one more lesson, but it is a lesson that I want to put into practice more this upcoming year, and that is to think bigger, just to think bigger with God, with possibilities, with dreams. I want bigger. And I think that that is something that's so incredible about God is we never get to a place on this earth where that's it. That's all. It's all done. No, we have constant opportunity to grow and to develop and to see his kingdom on earth. Isn't that so exciting? You know, back when I started this podcast, I had no intention of it going for as long as it has. I just kind of started it, felt like it was supposed to be what happened for that season, and I was obedient. And yet the stories I have heard of people who have come up to me and said, hey, I listened to your podcast or have messaged me and said, hey, this episode really impacted me. Thank you so much for sharing. It really, it blesses my heart. And this podcast, it's a kingdom ministry podcast. That's what it's for. You know, it's your double dose of Dabria because it's from my perceptions and my experiences. But I always pray before I start these episodes, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? Ultimately, God, this is your podcast. To you be the glory. How can I share from my heart? How can I share from my place of vulnerability and what I've been through? I pray that it touches someone else's heart or it blesses them and encourages them or challenges them. What I say isn't gospel truth, but I hope that you are challenged to go to the gospels and say, okay, hey, Dabria says this. This has been her experience. God, I want you to be real in that way to me. I want to go to the word and get a revelation for that. And that is my prayer for this podcast. So I just want to say that this podcast is paid for and made possible uh, out of my own resources and because of generous donations from you. So if God moves you this Christmas season to support your double dose of Dabria, to keep investing in the kingdom and in this community, I would just encourage you reach out your double dose at gmail.com. Your generosity has eternal reward. And so that's just something I want to say because I am unashamed of the gospel of this podcast. And the gospel of this podcast is going to keep being on air as long as the Holy Spirit says to. But if God moves you to be a part of that, to invest in the kingdom in that way financially, once again, that email is yourdoubledose at gmail.com. Today's episode has been a lot of fun to record and to talk about and to also just look back on all of the lessons. Now, not all of them. There are many more that God has shown me, but all of those lessons that really stand out in these almost 25 years of living on earth. And it is exciting because God's not done yet. God's got me, God's got you, and there is so much possibility. Now, we don't always have to think about the year as a 
complete reset, you know, January 1st. Sometimes I like to do mid-season resets. And I've done this a few times where like coming into the fall or, you know, mid-spring, I kind of do a little bit of a pause and a reset and say, okay, God, this is what it's been like up till now. What do you want to do in the new season? But I do think it's really exciting. Going into 2024, it is a fresh slate of a year. And regardless of what is happening in earthly circumstances, in earthly situations, God can be doing something powerful in your life, in your heart, in your family, in your church, in your community, if we just don't limit him. I mean, God's going to do it. He's going to find people who are willing. But I think I really want to challenge you. Don't put God in a box. Don't tell him that it's just the way it is or tell yourself that over and over and over. Allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you. God can be doing something powerful in your life. And I believe that he can be prospering you. You can be growing through growing and healing and health and prosperity, regardless of what is happening in the earth and in the world system, right? It says that we are in the world, but not of it. I'm so excited to not be living by the world's standards. And the verse that I'm going to leave you with is the New Living Translation version of Romans 8:37. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. That's it for this episode of Your Double Dose of Dabria. I'm your host, Dabria Carapito-Parker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. You know that I love and appreciate the feedback and hearing from you. So reach out, yourdoubledose at gmail.com. God bless you. You're listening to Your Double Dose of Dabria, a listener-supported podcast. It exists because of support from people like you. Your prayers, sharing, and interacting with the episodes, as well as financial support, makes this possible. If God moves your heart to support this podcast or you have any questions, send an email to yourdoubledose at gmail.com.